Man, if you would turn to Joshua 1 for me. Um, when I was asked to teach today, I really felt like the Lord would walk me through the first chapter of Joshua. It seemed right to me. In fact, I already felt like when asked to teach that I had just read through and studied this book and that it was fresh in my mind. And for those of you that can relate, my memory is not that good. So it seemed like the best option for the sake of my memory. But you know when the Lord humbles us? There are those times when we assume we are where He wants us without seeking Him first. So I studied for a day and felt like I had a decent handle on what I was going to present to the body today. And then Saturday came. And through a couple conversations at the men's breakfast and study through 2 Samuel, like we said, Chris is teaching that. It's a great study. You should try to make it. I had a brief conversation with Justin Rogers. And shortly after, I was driving home and I had that feeling of anxiety, like I was misplaced in conversation or I forgot something. Have you guys ever had that dream when you're driving to school to give a speech and everything's going good? And then you stand up to give the speech, and you look down, and your pants are missing. That's the feeling I'm talking about. What was it about talking with Justin that made me feel this way? Not necessarily the missing pants part, Justin. If he's here, you should get a chance to know him. He's a great guy, and I'm sure you won't feel the same way after talking to him. But then it hit me. Rick Rogers, Justin's dad, came and taught in Joshua several weeks ago. Again, my memory is terrible. I promise I was paying attention. In fact, if I'm thinking of it, it was uh, him who compelled me to read the book of Joshua in the first place. But I scanned my brain and thought, oh no, I'm teaching the same thing he did and it was only a few weeks ago. People for sure are not going to want to listen and stick around to someone less educated talk about the same subject. But it turns out we're going to be okay. He was in chapter 5 and he taught two months ago. So who can remember that far back anyway? <laughs> I think the Lord just desires for me to check myself and make sure I understand that he wants me to consider him in all things. After all, this is the principle that Joshua would hold fast to as he delivered and was given the responsibility to bring Israel out of the promised land. So don't act without considering him. Seek him before we make decisions. Amen. Amen. So with that said, we should probably pray and then we'll get into Joshua. Father God, we just come before you again today. And um, Lord, I just ask that um, you would be made much of as we go through Joshua, Lord, that we would um, consider, God, the ways that you have gave, given him strength and courage and God, how you used him and God, how we can apply that to our lives, Lord. And, and also um, just pray that um, you would just wash over us with your word, Lord, that we can trust in your word, that we consider your word, God, that by your word um, we can be in relationship with you and, and we can see your heart, Lord. And so I just pray for us today that we would have open ears to hear and hearts to receive. We just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, rise, go over the Jordan, and you and all, the, all this people, to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel. 
Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates and all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, I will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over the Jordan to go and possess the land which the Lord your God has given to you. Now, there's a couple reasons why I chose to go through Joshua this morning. One being that the first chapter is filled with the Lord's presence. We see courage, strength, obedience, and direction. And who doesn't love the line, Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think we could just stop right there and have a, a day's conversation about those lines. But I'm sure Joshua is the most motivational speech givers go to, and rightfully so. If the Lord came up to me and said, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, I mean, that's like a pregame speech right before you take the field to go whoop up on the other team. The first chapter makes me feel like I could do anything. Like walk right up to Joe Papineau and smack him in the mouth every time he looks at me like I'm an idiot. I'm just kidding. That's pretty far out of context, but... Don't feel bad for him. He knows I love him. Perhaps we should look at what God has accomplished through Joshua. As you read in the previous book in Deuteronomy, all uh, of all that God did with the Israelites through Moses, he is now bringing the fullness of his promise through Joshua. A man who walked with Moses in a type of assistant position was probably no doubt unqualified to take over that many people and lead them. A couple million people is all. I mean, could you guys imagine? And if anyone needed a formula for success, it was Joshua. Oh, but he knows the Lord our God. How does he stand in comfort? And how does he walk forward in strength? Where does his courage come from? He waits on the Lord with an open ear to hear the words that we so often forget are just as true for us. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 6, be strong and of good courage. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you. Verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. And the Lord goes on in encouragement. But he may have asked the question in his heart, as I'm sure we do at times. Oh, Lord, I hear you, but how? 
You see what I'm faced with, what things are stacked up against me. And I imagine like any good father would do, in fact, how much more a heavenly father, our heavenly father would, our heavenly father does. He comes up beside us and gently reminds us, if we look at verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your youth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be, you will have good success. You guys, we write his word on the tablets of our heart. We live by it, we abide in it. Joshua needed it for so many reasons moving forward. He had so many territories to take over and defeat. He needed to align his heart with God's word if he was going to be used by the Lord to be successful, right? So then that's it. It doesn't get much better than that. God shows up and rolls out the future for us and lets us know everything is going to be just fine. After all, God was with Moses and everything was easy breezy for him. Is the amazing thing about God's encouragement to Joshua the fact that he promises no opposition? That from here on out it's prosperity and wealth and health until God calls him home? This is sometimes what I think we expect. At times I know that I'm guilty. That a new life in Christ means no opposition. That if he said no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, then it's true for me. So I go up and smack Joe. What's going to happen? He'll probably hit me back. He will get hurt, but nevertheless, it's a misinterpretation of scripture. We have to study God's word, meditate on it, and be in relationship with the Father through it. Understand the context and why every word is relative for Joshua and the things he would face. God was calling him to take over millions of people and knew that he would face wars. God knew he needed to be strong and courageous. You guys, there are so many things that can be talked about here, and perhaps one of the most important aspects of this account is for its historical accuracy of what God has accomplished. It's also amazing to look at the picture of who Joshua represents. He is a forerunner of Christ, the picture of who Christ is for us as, we, as he made a way for us to enter the promised land. To be grafted into a place that was not ours to begin with, yet he has defeated our most despised enemy, death, so that we may enter into the land of milk and honey, or eternity with him. It's amazing to see how God has preserved his word through those who have gone before us in the faith. And how even from the beginning we can see the path that has always pointed to Christ. There's an entire study on this just alone. Perhaps I should have someone cover that who's cover that who is a little smarter or more smart. My computer gave me both options. I don't know which one's the smartest option there, so I'm sure Casey could tell me. <laughs> so maybe I'm saying this is a challenge for us to study his word to know his heart and to understand what he calls us to be strong and courageous in. I want to be really careful to not make the story about Joshua about us. Although it's for us, I'm not sure if I land or am settled with taking scripture like the David and Goliath story, like this is my Goliath and I will conquer it. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was told of a t-shirt mentioned, that mentioned this. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in the bottom in fine print, it says, with scripture that is taken out of context. You have to have a moral compass when applying God's word. Otherwise, if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then I should be able to take what I want. If I do so, then I've broken the commandment, thou shalt not steal. We can see the issue here, right? We need to look at God's promises and commandments through the lens of Christ, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So how do we apply that God how do we apply this towards uh, God's words towards Joshua? Look at 2 Timothy 2, 14 and 15. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words for nonprofit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, that's a principle we can take away and be encouraged in and be courageous in, that we can be strong in. If we turn back to Joshua and look at verse 7, only the strong and very courageous, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. Do not turn away from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Joshua had to abide in a straight path in what God was calling him to do and be, not looking to the left or the right, but upwards. And the same is true for us. We serve the same God. He is the supplier of our strength and our courage. That's how we can have application in our lives from Joshua and the encouragement he receives from the Lord. You want to be thoroughly equipped for every good work, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness? Be in God's word. It is Joshua's recipe for success. Paul tells us it's our recipe for success. And the Holy Spirit confirms that. Look at Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded, this is Paul talking, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, has he not commanded us to be strong and of good courage, to not be afraid nor dismayed? Perhaps in some circumstances there will be times when God requires this from us as well. All our circumstances vary, but there will be times when we need to call on the Lord for these things. Is he with us wherever we go? Look at 1 John 4, 8. It tells us, But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In 1 John 4, 16, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So, if God is love, and Paul was persuaded that nothing could separate us from the love of God found in Christ, then I'm also persuaded that I am found in him, 
and he is with me wherever I go. If the worship team wants to make their way up here. If the worship team wants to make their way up here. I'll paraphrase here, but at the end of Joshua's life, after watching the Lord move in power and faithfulness, he brings the Israelites together to depart some wisdom to them that they might pass to the next generation. And the generation and that generation to the next, and their families and their children. And Rory's really good at this Russian doll, their children, their children, that keeps going. You guys see where I'm going with this. These words are imparted to us because we are grafted in and seated at the table of the Lord. So Joshua says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers serve in the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And you all know this next one. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so, uh, to wrap this up, I don't know if Adam's going to sing it now because he has no voice, but uh, we're going to sing a song that um, it's really special to me for all kinds of reasons. Um, but I want to share some of the lyrics with you that this might be something uh, that we consider. Just as Joshua would wait on the Lord and, and surely cry out from the depths at times for, for the Lord to hear him, but as God proved himself faithful, he would eagerly wait on the Lord in anticipation, knowing his God would be with him wherever he would go. So the lyrics go as this. <laughs> Out of the depths I cry to you. In darkest places I will call. Incline your ear to me anew, and hear my cry for mercy, Lord. Were you to count my sinful ways, how could I come before your throne? Yet full forgiveness meets my gaze, I stand redeemed by grace alone. I will wait on you. I will wait for you. On your word I will rely. I will wait for you, surely wait for you, till my soul is satisfied. Guys, I know that there's people that are here right now that are 
going through stuff that hurt, that are confused, that have questions. That things may feel like they're impossible to move forward in. Joshua and understand that God is the same God that gives him strength and courage. Will give us strength and courage when we rest in him and know his word. Not even death has a sting anymore because of what he's done for us. love and you have the love of God with you, if you rest in him, if you are found in him faithful, he will satisfy your soul. And he will be with you. so thankful that we have a hope that the world doesn't understand God as we look to you and cry out to you God that we know your promises are true you've established that by coming off your throne making us have a way to be in relationship with you. God, forgive us if we turn away from you. But as Joshua cries out and reminds the Israelites, Lord, it's a reminder for us to, to not turn away, to remember your faithfulness, your goodness. carried us to the table, Lord. Let's pray over those that are hurting, Lord, those that feel lost, those that feel confused, those that need courage, that need strength, that you'd show up in a big way today, Lord. all these things in your son's holy name. Amen.